Marshall, it's finally time. Time for what? It's time for season two of Tumble. We've got all new episodes lined up for the foreseeable future. Oh yeah, it's time for that thing we've been working on the past three months. Exactly. We want to thank all of our listeners for waiting and welcome new listeners who have joined us during our break. We have new Patreon supporters too. Thanks to Shayna Lake, Jalen Gaffigan, Patty Peter, and Maura Dappen. And Elsie Rea, Zeke Wilkinson, Jennifer Hodges, Jack and Anna McDonald, and Liam and Fiona. If you'd like to join the ranks of these awesome people, go to patreon.com slash tumblepodcast. We also want to tell you about one of our favorite podcasts for kids. It's called Stories Podcast. There are classic fairy tales and completely original stories that are well-written and wonderfully told. We know because we listen as a family nearly every day when we're driving or playing trains or before a nap. Our son is constantly requesting it. Subscribe on iTunes or wherever you listen. It's the podcast with the green dragon that looks like an ass. And one more thing before we start the episode. This season, we're going to have more educational stuff that goes along with each episode. So check out our website, tumblepodcast.com, and our Patreon, where we'll have more member-exclusive extras like lists of resources, listening sheets, music, and more. Okay, is it time yet? Yes! Woohoo! Hi, I'm Lindsay. And I'm Marshall. Welcome to Tumble, the show where we explore stories of science discovery. Today, we journey inside the Earth, or as far as we can manage to get into it. We'll find out what happens when scientists get together to make a really, really deep hole. That's right. We're sharing the real-life quest to drill deep into our planet and uncover the secrets of the Earth beneath our feet. Two listeners, Brody and Liam, sent us questions about exploring inside the Earth. Here's Brody. My question is, how long does it take to get to the center of the Earth? And here's Liam. How far into the Earth's core do you have to dig for lava? Those kids really want to do some digging. Yeah, their questions made me think of the book, The Journey to the Center of the Earth. Oh yeah, we watched that movie a few weeks ago. I thought it was funny because the way into the Earth was a cave in Iceland and the scientists just walked right in. Yeah, it was surprisingly easy. Unfortunately, there is no natural hole through our planet. That we know of. It's also extremely unlikely. <laughs> so Brody had a different idea of how humans could get there. Scientists would make a robot that can drill into the Earth. It has a... T- and it can withstand any heat and has a disc with all the data on it. Well, drilling with a robot seems more realistic than just hiking down through a wide open hole like they did in the movie, just on a surface level. When you need to separate science from science fiction, it's time to ask a scientist. Do you think that it would ever be possible for a robot to get to the center of the Earth? In the grand scheme of things, yeah. Um, why not? We've done crazier. Um, I will definitely say that we haven't even been able to drill through our own crust though. And that's pretty intense. Like we haven't even gotten through our crust, which is as thin as an eggshell on an egg. That's Tashana Taylor, who teaches geology at the University of Miami. I drill through all kinds of crust, pizza, pie, bread, you name it. She's not talking about 
crust, the food. She's talking about the layers of the earth. Oh, okay. The earth's crust. That's what we live on. The mountains, even the seafloor, it's all crust. Right. And lava, the molten rock that Liam wants to know where to find, is a reminder that there's much more beneath what we can see. Okay, but if we've never been inside the earth, how do scientists know what the layers are beneath the earth's crust? How did scientists discover what's inside of the Earth? So what's interesting is we haven't actually been there. The way that we know about the layers of the Earth, where the boundaries are and what they're most probably made of, is actually all using seismographs. Seismographs are instruments used to measure earthquakes, but they also give geologists a peek inside the Earth. What geologists do is they actually use seismic waves, which is the waves from earthquakes. So these are waves of energy, not like ocean waves, right? Exactly. And the waves coming off those earthquakes travel through Earth and its layers, and we can see where the boundaries are. Just like an ultrasound machine uses sound waves to create an image of a baby inside a belly, Scientists use seismic waves to create a picture and measurements of what's inside our planet. That's really cool. But don't scientists want to actually see what's in our planet? They do. And that's where the really, really deep hole comes in. The very first idea of we can drill through the crust was in the 1950s um, to early 1960s. It was called Project Mohole. Mohole, like I want Mohole. M-O-H-O-L-E, which is kind of a play on words because the layer between the crust and the mantle is called the Moho discontinuity. The Moho is named for Andrea Mohorovich, a Croatian scientist. He discovered that seismic waves moved faster underneath a certain depth in the Earth. That was the border between the crust and the mantle, which is the layer underneath the crust. They were saying Moho, like a hole to get to the Moho. (laughs) It sounds silly, and it kind of was. The idea came out of a group called the American Miscellaneous Society. (laughs) Miscellaneous, like it's a society for whatever. (laughs) Basically, they defined themselves as mildly loony. They didn't take themselves entirely seriously, but they were looking for a big, ambitious scientific project to support. One time they got together for breakfast, someone proposed the idea of drilling to the moho, and Project Moho was born. They were like, oh, let's get down to the Moho. Let's get down to the Moho. A boogie, 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 boogie. Let's get down to the Moho. So what? what's the move for getting down to the Moho? <laughs> Do you put your hand like up and then maybe a clap over your head? And then you drill down. Hey, you drill down. Get low. <laughs> you need a big drill and a big ship to do this dance. <laughs> <laughs> Continental crust is, you know, almost 10 times, more than 10 times thicker than oceanic crust. So you want to drill through oceanic crust because it's so much thinner, but then you have to deal with the water. To get to the mantle through land, you have to drill maybe 20 miles or more down. In the ocean, it's 
much less. But that means scientists would have to go down through two miles of water before they were even started. But it sounds hard. It was. They had to develop brand new deep sea drilling technology in order to do it. It's the same technology that we use for platform drilling with oil. Drilling on a platform that's standing in the ocean, that was Project Mohol that did it in the 1960s. They found a spot in the Pacific Ocean off the west coast of Mexico, and they began to drill. What's funny is they drilled about a tenth of a mile beneath the crust and deemed it a success. Uh, that doesn't seem very far. It is nowhere close to the moho. And soon after they made their first moholes, the whole project got canceled. <laughs> it didn't get further explored because JFK actually took away the funding to do the moon exploration. Wait, so America basically chose to go up instead of down. Exactly. So was Project Mohole actually a failure? It didn't reach the moho. Well, it wasn't totally a failure. One of the great things that I love about science in terms of exploration is a lot of times you feel that exploration is useless other than can you do it? But then it turns out the amount of technologies you have to develop to get something done um, winds up benefiting everyone. It helped all kinds of other scientific drilling explorations, and it kept the dream alive because just recently, scientists tried again. Uh, in 2015, there was a resurgence where they wanted to kind of bring back Project Moho, like let's get to the Moho discontinuity, let's get beneath that crust. A geologist named Henry Dick from the Woods Hole Oceanographic Institution had been inspired by Project Moho, and he'd spent much of his life trying to figure out a better way to do it. They went off the Atlantis Bank, which is sort of off the coast of Madagascar. The Atlantis Bank, is it like a bank that fell underwater in the 2008 collapse? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's an island that sunk 11 million years ago because it was lifted up and then pulled down with the movement of the crust's tectonic plates. It's now something like a shortcut to the lower layers of crust. So it should be easier to reach the mantle, right? Easier than Project Moho site, but still not that easy at all. <laughs> but after two months, they were like, yeah, we can't do this. This isn't working. Some of their drilling equipment broke, and then a member of the crew got sick. They had to take several days off for him to get help. You know, their goal was about, you know, 4,000 feet, and they only made it to 2,000 feet and change. So they made like a little dent in the earth. They got a chunk of rock of gabbro from the bottom of the hole. So they did get some samples, but the thing is that it's the same kind of samples that they've gotten before, where it's not pure mantle. They plan to try again as soon as they can. They want to go down to the moho, a boogie boogie boogie, a boogie boogie boogie. They want to go down to the moho, a boogie 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 boogie. Okay, so here's my question. Why do we want a chunk of the moho? It seems like a lot of effort for a cool rock. The reason why we want to get a pure sample of the mantle is it should be able to tell us something about the formation of our solar system and the formation of our planet. Oh, so the rock holds a secret to our history. I understand this hero's quest now. 
Right. Because knowing what those rocks are made of will help scientists learn how our planet evolved, how we came to have the core, mantle, and crust, and why they work together the way they do. Whoa, so that's a really huge unanswered question when you put it that way. Exactly. So to get back to Brody's question, you're saying drilling to the core is just a no-go. The best we can hope for is the mantle. Especially, we're talking about the upper mantle, the asthenosphere. We're not even talking about some of the lower levels of the mantle. They're not even a pipe dream to us yet. Brody might want to scale back his robot plans. There are lots of other places a robot can explore before it gets all the way to the core. Okay, well, so what about Liam? Can he find what he's looking for? I have much better news for Liam. How far do you have to dig for lava? Depends on where you are. If you're in Hawaii, not very far at all. You can walk along the surface right next to the lava. You don't want to get too close, though. It's very hot. Lava is molten or liquid rock that can reach up to 1,200 degrees Celsius or over 2,000 degrees Fahrenheit. So by definition, you'll never have to dig far for lava because it's supposed to be on the surface. Hard to handle, but easy to access. But what if you want to dig until you get to liquid rock? (laughs) You can go for magma. Magma is molten rock that is still beneath the surface. You'll find magma underneath volcanoes in what are called magma chambers. And if we ever get to the mantle, we might find it there too. So why can't we just study magma? That would be so much easier, right? But... Any magma that makes the journey to the crust has lost the secrets of the mantle along the way. The crust is constantly being contaminated by weathering and erosion and UV rays bombarding and asteroids and comets slamming into the planet. But that mantle should be pure. Just think about rock that's been completely untouched since the Earth came into existence. Wow, I never thought about it that way. So it seems like we've barely scratched the surface. I love geology. And there's so much still left to explore. Geology feels static in the way that biology, physics, and chemistry doesn't. Or with astronomy, there's always something new to discover. Um, Like we figured out this planet, but we haven't figured out this planet yet. to hear from you. What do you think that we might find inside the Earth someday? Maybe giant dinosaurs? Maybe just lots of liquid rock? Or maybe your long-lost Uncle Earl? <laughs> Draw us pictures, send us emails, and write us letters about what you think is deep beneath our feet. Send them to us at tumblepodcast at gmail.com or submit them on the contact form on our website. Thanks to Tashana Taylor, geology lecturer at the University of Miami. Also thanks to Brody Shaper, Liam Krauss, and their families for their excellent questions. If you like our show, please leave a review for us on iTunes. It really helps. And tell your three best friends about Tumble. It's like giving them a free gift. Parents, fill out our survey for our partner Wondery at wondery.com survey. It takes only two minutes and 
Don't you love being asked for your opinion? <laughs> I love filling out surveys. Sarah Lentz is our associate producer. I'm Lindsay Patterson, and I produce the show. I'm Marshall Escamilla, and I make the music. Thanks for listening, and stay tuned for more stories of science discovery. Mm-hmm.